Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. Episode 92. Eight more and we get to 100. Yeah, we might do it during the season. All right. So, not a lot going on this week. Just uh, double BC, uh, WBC ended today in epic fashion, or ended this week. In epic fashion, so pretty good, awesome, awesome, very good ratings. We'll get into that and uh, some spring training gains. We did have to have a uh, a few guys, especially in our bullpen, go down to injury. We'll talk about some of the options for that too, and then do our college baseball segment trivia pursuit uh, results from last week and or uh, this week's question part five or of our all-time uh, Red Sox lit or Red Sox roster this time for second baseman and then final thoughts. All right. And get ready for the season, which is next week. We're literally, I think now five days away from opening day. That is something. Yeah. Very anticipated. All right. All right. So last time we talked was Saturday, the 18th. So um, Red Sox had a split squad action in play and then um in the first game they played against the Orioles at home and won uh nine to, or nine to six a little bit close up into the end but um they still ended up winning in the end Duvall had like a two-run home run and then Jorge Alfaro just fresh back from um the world baseball class for Team Columbia he hits a home run so yeah and uh yeah a couple of people too Tyler uh, McDonough one of our top um prospects he has a two-run triple and then devers welcome back from the dr um uh wbc team he has a rbi single so pretty good nine to six victory and 11 and seven at this point although they did play the second split squad game against the tampa bay rays also in tampa bay um i think at tropicana field i think it's because of what happened in the hurricanes and i think like their spring training facility got like messed up so might as well just use their uh, actual field, actual field, Tropicana field. Unfortunately, though, the Red Sox ended up losing this game uh, three to one. Um, so, yeah, but Gilberto Jimenez, uh, one of, or, or Gilberto Jimenez has a solo home run. So, yeah, at least for that. Did Marcelo Meyer get in this game? Yeah, one for free. So, pretty good day from him. All right, from our top shortstop prospect. But, yeah, we lost, as I said, three to one. At this point, we're. Well, actually, eleven and seven. Okay, so eleven and six for the Orioles game, but then eleven and seven. You know, so so by the end of the day, by Saturday, we're eleven seven and uh, five. I think, yeah, or four. Could be wrong. Well, I can come up with that answer just in a minute. All right. All right. So yeah. So four. So only four ties. All right. All right. So. 11, 7, and 4. All right. And then they, um, then on Sunday, they went to Clearwater to face the Phillies um, in a spring training game and won 9 to 5. Pretty good. So on two game win streak at this point because the Orioles game ended before the Rays game or after the Rays game. So yeah. All right. So, all right. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Greg Allen, he had a grand slam, so pretty good for him. Blaze Jordan, he gets on the phone with a RBI single and um, a couple of other things too. So yeah, nine to five, so pretty good. Yeah. 
So yeah, awesome. Yeah. So twelve at seven at this point. All right, and then on Monday they took on the Pirates in this game at uh, JetBlue Park, but unfortunately lost seven to five. My buddy Colin Holderman, he got in the game. Yeah, but he only like faced like two people, and they did. Yeah. So yeah, he only faced two people in a way. Well, actually, well, I was kind of thinking um, there was a runner on base, but um, they count as an out because or two or two batters because it was a double play. I don't know something weird. Yeah. So yeah. So, but unfortunately, the Red Sox ended up losing this one, um, seven to five. Jansen, yeah, he just didn't really have it. Yeah, like in kill or wait. Yeah, so. Yeah, despite uh end of all RBI double at least, but yeah, nothing else. So 12, 8, and 4 at this point. Right. Then on Tuesday they went to um the or went to uh the Orioles uh sp- or f- spring training facility at, at or uh, at Smith uh stadium and ended up losing six to two. Chris Sale he just didn't have his stuff for today. He kind of got rocked around right off the bat. And despite, and also despite a home run for uh, Adam Duvall, he just keeps on hitting it. Reds uh, and uh, RBI double by uh, Daniel Polka, who just got cut today, along with the other couple of other guys too. So, yeah, yeah. six to, or six to two, or so the loss is six to two to the Orioles. Um, now twelve nine and four at this point. So that's Tuesday. Then Wednesday, they took on the Twins at JetBlue Park, and Tanner Houck just got smacked around. The Collinsville, Illinois native, he just didn't have the stuff. Um, and then, or he came in and gave up a couple of runs, too. And I don't know why. Yeah, seriously, why he would still be on the roster, I don't know. Yeah. And just the Red Sox just got shut out. The only offense they had was just like six hits. 11 nothing was your result. 12-10-4 at this point. All right. Then the Red Sox went to a uh, Bradenton to take on the Pittsburgh Pirates at their place and won not seven to four. So pretty good. Awesome. When Kelsey, he had a pretty good start, gets the win. Yeah. And though the Pirates did make a little bit of noise up until the end, but um, they hold on. Bobby Dahlbeck gets the scoring started with a two run home run to start off with. And Har- El- Alfaro had like another two home run home or an uh, RBI or a two run home run as well. So pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Colin Holderman, he got in the game again, although he didn't really have his stuff in this one. He kind of walked a couple of people and didn't give up and then gave up a run. Yeah. So yeah. that was an earned run. I thought that wouldn't be an earned run. Just I don't know. So the Red Sox at this point are 13 and 10. And then tonight, as in Friday, took on the Braves at JetBlue Park and won on a walk-off home run, two-run home run by Tristan Casas, 9 to 8 at away. After basically the bullpen basically kind of gave it up to the or around the end. Yeah, Jansen was kind of like struggling a bit too. I hope it, I hope he figures it out. Come opening day, just for the fact, because yeah, that's the one signing I was really happy that we got. Because a, you have a closer, someone I trust, giving the ball to in the ninth inning. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I like the signing. So yeah, nine to eight victory, fourteen and ten at this point. All right, fourteen 
14, 10, and four at this point. Yeah, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Turner, he had a home run too, his first of the spring start off or uh, in the third inning. So pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so did anybody see the picture of him with the stitches and stuff like that this week that starts surfing? I mean, it was, like, taken, like, weeks ago, but, like, it just looked, oh, man. man. We are so lucky that did not turn into, like, broken bones, stuff like that, or something like that. Because, yeah, seriously, we don't need someone like Justin Turner going down, too. Seriously, I mean, yeah. Yeah, luckily, it was just a couple of stitches, and he's back to, yeah, I mean, seriously. Awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. No, get it. Get it. No, stop. No, play. All right. All right. And then tomorrow they uh, play the Tampa Bay Rays. I think a trot. Yeah. Again, a Tropicana field. Cord Kluber, he gets the start. So he's pretty good. Your opening day starter. And then taking on uh, Yanni Torinos. Yeah. For the Rays. All right. Noon start or like a 12.05 Central Time start, 1.05 Eastern Time for most of our fan base. All right, we're getting close. We are getting close to opening day, everyone. All right. All right. All right. All right, so we want to go over the Jolie's uh, Rodriguez injury. All right. I want to talk about that, too. Jolie's. Rodriguez. Yeah, hold on, folks. All right. All right. So, all right. So he has a grade two oblique strain. Yeah. So that might not be good, depending. Yeah. So he could miss opening day. That's what I'm trying to say. Man, that would stink so much. Ugh. Yeah, that's he left um, I believe it was Saturday's game against the Phil or against the Orioles. So yeah. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. But good news is, I mean, we do have death in the bullpen. So kind of the options I was kind of thinking too, if someone because we also like got Wyatt Mills, he's gonna be out to uh the start 2023. Trying to see what his injury was. Wyatt Mills. Mills. Wyatt Mills. He's been shut down with a flexor issue. Mm. So that's not good. Yeah. So we might think of some other options too, because we, because the only lefty arm we have right now is Richard Blair or Blyer. Yeah, that's the only lefty arm we have, and that's why we kind of got someone like Julie Rod or Julie's Rodriguez this offseason, just for the fact that you have like a lefty uh or, or lefty lefty arm. Right. Now, I feel like options are uh give Ryan Sheriff a shot. I mean, he's been uh dealing in this uh pre or uh in this in a uh, spring training too. I mean, someone like um Od or Odar Muscada. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was one of our minor league arms. He was the guy that got the start against uh, Northeastern, uh, that, or uh, the start off the year or something like that, Expedition. So that might be an option too. Brian Mata. Hold on. We should probably look at the 40-man roster to see what the options are. 
40 man gonna all right go to the app all right get an option where's the roster all right here we are all right all right options All right, so let's see what we got options-wise. I mean, Cutter Crawford, I mean, he's been dealing so far this spring training, too. I mean, he's probably going to get a spot, possibly as a either bullpen or I could see a starter, too. I mean, now that uh, James Paxson, he's probably going to be – he probably might miss opening day. So, yeah. Brian Bayo, I mean, we could see – I mean, he could make the opening day roster, but they might try to put him down in Worcester – just for a while, just kind of getting back into stuff, but we will see him soon, but maybe not opening day. So maybe, yeah, might put him in the option. Let's see, yeah, Brian Mata, you could give him a, you can give him a shot. Well, it's, he's a righty though. Righty. Well, well, I mean for uh, Wyatt Mills, I would say that Chris Murphy, maybe. Let's see, yeah, lefty arm, and also he could be a starter too. I mean, give him a shot. I mean, we'll, yeah, I'm trying to think what who else? Ooh, Brandon Walters, give him a shot. I mean, seriously, I mean, might as well. We were thinking of bringing him up eventually. I mean, yeah, Brandon Walter, yeah, that's a lefty option. Give him a shot. Yeah, all right, yeah, we got some options. Some options here, yeah. I love what we have, Def. All right, what else? I don't think. Uh, oh, Tristan Casas, he did uh spend a few weeks out because of like he uh like was feeling discomfort in his pinky, although he did uh get into a uh, tonight's game and did hit walk off. Speaking of which, I think it was Rob or Rob Bradford, he took a photo of I don't know if this is Casas's hand or not. I want to see this. This this cannot be real. Yeah, Brad. Rob Bradford. Yeah, Rob Bradford. He's one of the WEI uh, radio broadcasts. He'll do radio. And also, he's got like a podcast too called uh, Baseball Isn't Boring kind of deal. So, yeah, I mean, might try to give him a shot. I mean, I kind of like him. All right. All right. Let's see. Hold. Tristan Casas's hand. Yeah, that is what is that? That is that his actual hand. That, that looks so cartoonish. That is not a normal hand. That is that is some hand. I mean, seriously, that 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 looks that that that's not his hand. Uh, that that literally looks like it. <laughs> oh my lord! That that seriously. This is why I love Tristan Casas, just for the fact that I feel like that 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 hand does not look real. That really does. Yeah. Jeez. That that looks like an actual Muppet hand. It doesn't. It does. It really does not look like a real hand. That is way too big for a hand. It really is. Huh. Really. Yeah, I don't hate Tristan Casas. All right. All right. We'll get into uh so to wrap up this segment before we go to break, let's go over the WBC real quick. 
WBC, you know what, let's go to our MLB app. Although, yeah, they just got rid of the WBC. Ah, crap, all right. Hold on. Go to, all right, we're, ta- we're getting there, folks. Here we go. World Baseball Classic. All right. Last time we talked was uh, Friday. All right, so the United States on Saturday played uh, Venezuela in the quarterfinals. And apparently they were down. Uh, well, actually, they had the lead and then basically gave it right back. Former Red Sox uh, relief pitcher or starter, uh, Daniel Bard, he kind of gave it up. I mean, poor Daniel Bard. But thankfully, with um, nobody out and bases loaded in the eighth inning, Trey Turner, who was a po- who could have been an option for the Red Sox at shortstop this year if we didn't re-sign Xander, but he went to the Phillies instead, um, came up to the plate, and what did he do? Hit a grand salami that basically gave the lead, put him or as him as the go or him and the other runners go ahead run to get the lead nine to seven, and that's where your final score would stand. United States moves on and lives to fight another day, sending Venezuela home 9-7. Trey Turner. And away. The real president. The real, a real, <laughs> a real American hero. Yeah. All right. And then on Sunday, they play or uh, faced uh, Cuba and just blew them out 14-2. Cuba did kind of take a one nothing lead, but then after that, I mean, they just... The United States basically just went on a tear. Trey Turner had two home runs in that game, so he just keeps on tearing. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, he had a, a two-run home run. Even Cedric Mullins, he had a home run. Yeah. In the 14-2 victory, the United States are heading to the finals and will face either Japan or Mexico. Yeah. So I sent a picture to uh, my sister, Katie Holland, Loves baseball, but he also loves flags too. And like knowing him and flags, and we saw like watching was watching some of these world baseball classic flags because a lot of these countries were bringing their flags and stuff like that. He'll go a flag, a flag, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cute little boy. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. All right. Then Monday, the anticipated semifinal matchup between Japan and Team. Mexico. Yeah. Randy Arena. Yeah. So, yeah. So, speaking of Randy Arena, he's actually, he was born in Cuba, but applied for Mexican citizenship. And here's the thing, how he, a funny little story, how he got on the Mexican team. So, apparently, uh, he asked the president of Mexico to, like, say, hey, can you, like, since I'm a Mexican citizen now, can you put me on the World Baseball Classic roster? I said, consider it done. All right, and that's where he is, yeah. yeah. So a pretty good game. So uh, so Masataki Yoshida, he went three for free and had a game-tying home run too. And also for Dugo, also for Team Mexico, he basically gave the lead with a RBI double too that basically put Mexico up. But unfortunately for Mexico and happily for Japan though, um, they came, or uh, rallied back and walked it off in the ninth inning. Six to five. It's going to be the matchup we all wanted: Japan and the United States on Tuesday night. So yeah, awesome. 
All right. And then Tuesday night, um, unfortunately for the United States, the dream of a repeat came to an end with a 3-2 to two victory uh, or victory for Japan. They get their third um, World Baseball Classic title. And the way it ended was Mike Tra- or uh, Shohei Otani coming out of the pen to strike out Angels. Uh, a scripted moment, I should say. Um, showdown for the last um, out or last moment of the World Baseball Classic uh, or really ca- or climactic base- World Baseball Classic. Shohei Otani strikes out Trout. Japan wins the World Baseball Classic. I wasn't really mad about the result on this because you know what? The real victors in this was baseball. This is good for the game of baseball, and this had to have happened. It might be motivation for us in 2026. I mean, seriously, this might get more guys that actually um, start showing up, especially the pitchers. They might say, hey, you know what? Watching this, too, I should be there. I should be there, especially like, yeah. That was the problem from Team USA. Our offense was good, but... Our Achilles heel was our pitching or or our pitching staff. Seriously, we had guys like Merrill Kelly come in and start. I mean, seriously, who fought that? Yeah. Yeah. But very good for someone like a Masataki Yoshida. Now, by the way, he came back to camp on Wednesday too. And like Cora said, You tired? I said, Oh, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. And also just shows too for the guys who keep on complain he was overpaid for someone who hasn't shown himself well i mean he in the mex game against mexico the key hits that he had were against major league pitching i think patrick sandoval i think also for the yeah so yeah so seriously after watching this world baseball class you still think masachaki yoshida can't handle the big leagues think again idiot think again he can i mean i just now have more confidence in yoshida now than I did start or or at least had. I mean, seriously, I was more of a half half class half full kind of guy was Yoshida. Let's see what he can do. And so far, I mean, I in the World Baseball Classic, so far he has shown it. Spring 20 numbers, I mean, yeah, I mean they are what they are, but still, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're facing, yeah. You know, I mean and going back to the World Baseball Classic. Everybody still continues to say this is a meaningless expedition. Check out with some of these ratings. Like, I mean, the championship game between the United States and uh, Japan, 90% of Japanese televisions were basically glued to this game. And, like, this, like, game basically broke rating numbers between, like, some of these ratings, like, were just astronomical kind of numbers. Kind of, like, just basically just blew games from, like, last year's postseason regular season out of the water like i think um for the final game i think it bested um the phillies or one of the phillies games and phillies and uh padres games from the nlcs from last year and then the field of dreams game from like 2021 between the you know between the white Sox and the yankees the first one they did yeah speaking of which i kind of hope the red Sox get into that too yeah i mean seriously this was good for the game of baseball and if you just i mean seriously Yes, there were injuries that happened. You didn't want to see someone like a Edwin Diaz go down or someone like a Jose Altuve go down, but they happened. You know what? They've happened in spring training too. So going back to Justin Turner, seriously, we could have lost him, and he almost got hurt in a spring training game. 
I mean, seriously, Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. He got hurt in spring training, and he's probably going to sit down for the rest of the year. I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, seriously, how can you still say this is a meaningless tournament now after what just happened these past two weeks with the World Baseball Classic? And how, I mean, some of those attendance too, like at these games, there's a lot of people there, especially at like Marlins Park. They never packed Marlins Park. Marlins suck. Seriously, they are not that good. They don't even fill their own stadium. And the fact that like they, yeah, it's even the numbers they were showing like, how there were like more numbers in few or a couple games than the Marlins pack in the entire year at their stadium. It just shows how great the World Baseball Classic is. And if you think it's still a meaningless tournament, you have not been watching baseball or really are not a real fan of baseball. Seriously. I mean, seriously, this is good for the game of baseball, and I can't wait for 2026. It can't come anytime sooner. But for now, I mean, it's really good. I mean, going back for Yoshida, I mean, he had a pretty good World Baseball Classic. 13 RBIs, which, by the way, that is a WB or WBC record. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good. All right. So, the final count, title count. So, let's see. So, Japan has three titles, and the Dominican Republic and us um, have one. So, yeah. So, Japan won in 2006, 09, and then this year in 2023. And then... The DR won in 2013, and then we won in 2017. So, yeah. So, I can't wait. And especially now growing more popular for some of these countries, like Great Britain, they were starting to kind of get interested in this game, too. And what it will do for, like, the Czech Republic? Heck, maybe Ireland might get a team someday. Like, I've been hearing, too, like, that might be a possibility in the near future. They might actually form an actual national team that could qualify for this, like, for the World Baseball Classic. And yeah, I would love that. Speaking as someone as a proud Irish American, that would be cool to kind of see something like that. And just proud of my Irish heritage, that would be cool to see. Just something like a Team Ireland. I might start repping a couple, or not only United States, Team USA hat, but Team Ireland had if they get an actual team. It's just, I mean, seriously, once again, if you still think it's still a meaningless tournament, what are these guys doing here? Like the guys at the Mookie Betts, they even said too, like guys like Mike Trout and them said like, this is the funnest baseball we've had in our lives. Kind of like Trout even said like, this brought me back to like the days of like a travel ball and stuff like that, where it was actually fun. Yeah. I mean, and he said like, this is like an actual shot of an actual title because yeah, as I, I mean, seriously him playing for the angels. I mean, he's probably not going to win a title. Good Lord. Yeah. Seriously. Just, but that's enough of talk about that. WBC for this year is done, and it was a huge success. And kind of just gave you feel of like March base or a kind of October baseball in March. It just gave you that kind of feel. And people also say too, like, couldn't they just move it? Like, I don't know if they could really move. It. I feel like that's what I mean. It's a great time to do it. This is the great time to do it in March. Because A, it just gives you like kind of like a little bit of a ramp up into this year kind of deal. So yeah. Yeah. So a huge victory for the game of baseball. Just not around here or around not just here, but around the world too. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on. All right. 
So when we come back, we'll talk about our college baseball segment, um, our trivia pursuit answer from uh, last week and this week's question. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, voice crack. Um, our all-time roster part five, second baseman. And final thoughts. Yeah, we'll talk about like a couple of things for final thoughts and get ready for Wednesday's episode. We're going to do a uh, opening day eve episode where we make our predictions and what we plan on doing for each series recap show for 2023. All right, so don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to start our college baseball segment. All right, Wright State Baseball. All right. So last time, so... Currently, right now, they are 10 and 10 right now, two and one in conference play. So they took their first series conference win this past weekend, and they're on a four game win streak right now. Very good. So a 500 club so far. So they're starting to figure it out. All right. All right. And then, so let's see. As we said, Saturday, they didn't play on Saturday just because of like weather in around uh, Dayton, but they did wrap up the series against a uh, Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne with a 13 to four victory to win the series th- two games to three. So pretty good. <laughs> Take your first uh, horizon league uh, conference vi- or a uh, series victory. Then on Tuesday, they played Ohio state. They went to Columbus um, and won three, nothing against the Buckeyes. So pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Then they went to Oxford, Ohio and played Miami of Ohio, not Miami, Florida. Miami of Ohio and won nine to seven. So pretty good. Awesome. And then they were supposed to start a series against uh, Oakland today, but weather kind of pushed things back. So they'll play a double or play a game tomorrow. That game will be at uh 2 PM Eastern time, 1 PM central time for me at home at a uh, in Dayton, Ohio. And then, then they'll play a double header game one, at uh, or game one at noon, 11 a.m. East or 11 a.m. Central Time, and then at uh, and then game three, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and then 2 p.m. Central Time. So, yeah, so against Oakland, not Oakland, California. This is Oakland, Michigan. I had a buddy, Andre Sapena, he went to school there. Yeah, wonder how he's doing now. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, so the day we start our uh, day before opening day. We play Xavier or play Xavier. I should say Xavier, yeah. Um, in Dayton at home for a non-conference ma- midweek matchup, 3 p.m. Eastern time and then 2 p.m. Central time. And then on Friday, they uh, go to a High- or Highland Heights, Kentucky. They have another Horizon League conference game or series against Northern Kentucky. That game on Friday will be at 2 p.m. Eastern time and 1 p.m. Central or Central time for me. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. So, what is their record? Or who? what is the D1 rankings right now? Division. Division 1. Here we are. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure Wright State isn't ranked, but I could be wrong. All right. Man, tired. Got up at five to- today for no reason whatsoever. All right, so they are not ranked as what I'm looking here. But who is ranked right now is LSU. Yeah. 
They're still number ranked number one, even though they did lose or did get upset by number five, Arkansas, which is Ben Tenney's uh, Ola Mater in 10 innings, nine to three earlier today in a conference matchup an anticipated conference matchup. I should say, yeah, two, two of the best or top five uh, programs in the country right now going at it. So yeah, conference opponents, conference rivals, I should say. All right. Central Missouri, our Division II team, they are 19-7 and seven right now. 11-2 in conference play and on a five-game win streak. It's so pretty good. The last time we talked. Go down. All right. So they were, so yeah, as weather kind of pushed the series back against Newman. So they played a doubleheader on Sunday, took game one in seven innings, 11-0, so pretty good. And then... Won the second game also in seven innings, 16 or 16 to six are pretty good. And then on Monday, they did take the series, swept, or actually, I didn't say take the series, swept the series eight to four. So pretty good. So swept in their conference opponent, an MIAA opponent. All right. Then they got another conference opponent this weekend. They, uh, they were supposed to play today, but weather kind of pushed things back. They are playing against Rogers State doubleheader in Claire, or Claremore, Oklahoma. So game one will be at um one or one p.m. Central Time, two p.m. Eastern Time. Then game two, four p.m. Central Time, five p.m. Eastern Time. And then Sunday they'll wrap up the series, um one p.m. Eastern Time or one p.m. Central Time, two p.m. Eastern Time. And then Tuesday they have another conference opponent or midweek uh, Missouri Western in St. Joseph's, uh, Missouri. That game will be at 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Friday, they start another conference opponent or MIAA opponent against Washburn at home. That game will be at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. Getting close. I mean, they're kind of getting close to the end of their season, too. I mean, they did start early. All right. Division two rankings. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is Juke. Oh, hold on. All right. We're at the wrong one. All right. Hold on. NCAA. Division. Here we are. Division two baseball rankings. All right. Sorry, folks. It's taking a little bit. All right. All right. Let's go. So let's go to the National College Baseball Writers Association. They actually have one. Jeez. They they assholes just like the WB or the Baseball Writers Association for the MLB. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's see. All right. This is, I believe, hold on. This is week six. All right. Which is, yeah, this week. All right. Let's see where's Central Missouri. They are uh, receiving votes, but they are not ranked. Yeah, I think 40 points, I should say. All right. But still ranked number one in the land right now is the defending national champs from last year, North Greenville. They are 24-2. and two. Yeah. 
And then let's see our division th- or one of our division three teams, UMass Boston. They are 10 and four right now, two and zero in conference play and on a five game win streak. And they're doing hot right now. All right. So last time we talked, they just uh, wrapped up uh, their Florida trip and then they're back home or at least kind of back home. They did go to make a pit stop at a, uh, Johnson and Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island on Wednesday and won 13 to 11. So pretty good. Then they played Suffolk University. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. I think that that university gets mentioned in uh, the departed. It was like one of the college. I think it was like the um, therapist that uh, Sullivan and uh, Koskin are kind of like, yeah. So, or something like that. Or I think it was like Sullivan that went to Suffolk. I don't know. Yes, but that university does get mentioned in that movie. All right. And so anyway, so UMass Boston, ooh, man, they kicked butt in this game, 21 to 8. Mm, blowout. Mm. Offense came alive in that game. All right. And then tonight they played, uh, started off uh, conference play L or LEC play against Castleton University, doubleheader. Took the first game 5 to 1 and took the second game 3 to 2. So pretty good. Awesome. Back home and a. Mohan's Park, which is like basically Boston, UMass Boston's home field. All right, so pretty good. All right. Then they play Tufts University on Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central time. All right. And then they play Western or they play Western New England University on Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central time. And then, uh, well, actually, we'll probably wait until like, yeah, next show. All right. Yeah. Hmm. We probably should have waited until Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't kind of thinking there. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe it'll probably be a shorter, short, shorter college baseball segment for Wednesday show. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Maybe we just won't do one for the Wednesday uh, opening day show. All right. All right, our another team, Augustana in Augustana or in uh, Rock Island, Moline, Illinois. So Augustana, they're thirteen and two right now. Um, they haven't started conference play yet, but they are on a twelve game win streak right now. All right, so last time we talked, they uh, did play or they they did start a uh, Augustana Invitational play, which is basically kind of their little like a uh, tournament. They didn't play on Saturday because of weather. And then on um, Sunday, they played against Dominican University and won in seven innings, six and two. So pretty good. Before they hit down to Florida, playing the Rust Mat Invitational. All right. And then today, they played against Union University, New York and won 11 to three. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Then tomorrow, they play against uh, Colbert or Colbert or Cobley. Um, Game time will be 11 a.m. or 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 a.m. Eastern Time. And then they play against St. Olaf on Sunday, 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern Time. And then, yeah, basically, Olaf, or also again, Olaf on Tuesday, St. Olaf on Tuesday, same time as usual. And then Wednesday, uh, St. Olaf um, again, and then 8 a.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And now we'll end Russ Matt play. All right. So Division Three rankings. All right. 
right, Division Three baseball rankings. All right, let's go. All right. So, get out of here. All right. This is also the base National College Baseball Writers Association poll. All right. Week four. Oh, they probably haven't updated this one yet. Okay, never mind. All right, move on. All right, yeah, 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 go, go, go. All right, never mind. All right. All right, so our favorite NAIA team, Tennessee Wesleyan, they are 24-5 and five right now, 14-0 and 0 in conference play, so still undefeated in conference play, and on a two-game win streak. All right. Last time we talked. All right, so let's see. So they didn't play a series this past weekend, but they did, or well, actually, oh, actually, they did play a series this weekend. They played Mobile or University of Mobile on Saturday, last Saturday, and won eight to four. And then they played Georgia Gwinnett College, um, also on Saturday, and won in a football-like score, twenty-one to fourteen. So yeah, it was basically a lot of offense in that game. Then on Wednesday, they played against Cumberland University in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, but lost 9-2-5. Yeah, not great. All right, and then they played against uh, Johnson University. They are started back up uh, or AAC play. I believe that is AAC play. So, yeah, so that's their conference against Johnson University. Doubleheader today. Uh, They took the first game 21-5. Yeah, pretty good blowout. And then second game 16-2. Yeah. And then they play tomorrow to wrap up the series against Johnson University, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Central Time. All right. And then. (coughs) All right. Yeah. I'll try a cough button. All right. All right. Then they played against um, on Tuesday against uh, University of the Cumberlands. That game will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time for me. All right. And that will be about it until the weekend. All right. All right. So NAIA rankings. Let's see. NAIA rankings. Let's see. All right. And it looks like they do. They oh. Yeah, actually, hold on. They do have a st- rankings, all right, for this week. All right. So, c- what is <sighs> wrong? Go back, go back, go back. I think you might have clicked on the wrong thing. All right. Top 20. All right, go, go down. All right. Yeah, they do have a rankings for this week. All right. So, currently, right now, Tennessee Wesleyan is number two in the land, but still ranked number one right now with only one loss is Southeastern in Florida. 30 and 1. Mm. Right. But still, yeah, kind of one of the best top five at least. All right. All right. Florida Southwestern State. All right. They played against, or uh, they are 22 and 12 right now, 5 and 3 in conference play, and have won one game so far. And that was today. All right. I gave away the ending there. All right. So on Saturday, they uh, wrapped up the series against Miami Day uh, College conference play and won nine to six. So pretty good, awesome. Let's see how um did D'Angelo get up or how did D'Angelo do? As in D'Angelo Ortiz, as in Dave Ortiz's son. 
Yeah, how did he do? Because he plays for uh, Miami Dade for, uh, yeah. So, David Ortiz's son is a Juco Bandit. Huh. That's, yeah, I did not know about that. All right. Okay, so how did uh, old D'Angelo do today or in this game? One for five. All right. Did have an RBI. All right, yeah. Little Poppy's getting it done at least. Uh, well, at least I won it bad, yeah. Little Poppy is getting it done, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, he's not really little anymore. He's kind of technically a young man at this point, but still, yeah, you know I mean, as in like little Poppy, as in David Ortiz or something. Yeah. All right. Then Monday, they played against A3 Academy and won in seven innings, 11 to 1. So pretty good. Mm -hmm. Then they started another conference series um, against Eastern Florida State College at. At, on the road in Melbourne, Florida, but lost nine to five. Hmm. And then today they played, and then they played game two of that series and won ten to six. So pretty good. And then tomorrow they wrap up the series um, in Fort Myers, or at uh, noon Eastern time, eleven a.m. Central time, or Central time for me. Then Monday they play against TNXL Academy. All right. That game will be at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Eastern time or Central time for me. And then Wednesday, they play against Indian River State College, another conference opponent, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central time for me. And then Friday, game two of that series in Fort Myers, Florida, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Central time for me. All right. All right. That is it for Florida Southwestern. All right. How much time I got on this segment? All right. Man, we kind of blew by that. All right. All right. Um, Harlan Community College. They are 19-1 and right now, 4-0 and in conference play, and on a 13-game win streak. So pretty good. All right. All right. So they got back from Florida. They did have to push back their series from last weekend because of weather and stuff like that. But they played against Lewis and Clark on Monday um, to or start con, or start midwack uh, conference play, um, took the first game of uh, at home seventeen to nothing, and then the second game twelve to two, so pretty good, awesome. Then they went to a God three Illinois to uh to play uh the second doubleheader of that uh conference series, took the first game twelve to two, and the second game twenty two to three. Ooh, man, blowout! All right. Then they played against College of Lake County on Thursday and won 14-4, so pretty good. And then, as usual, they had to push back another conference series to uh, this week, next Monday, so um, against Parkland College. So, yeah, it's basically kind of a rivalry there. Red Sox versus Yankees, in a way. So, first ser- or first doubleheader will be played at home on Monday, 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and then... Game two, 3 p.m. East or 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and then they go to Shan- or well, actually now Rantoul, Illinois. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, it's probably because of the weather this weekend. Yeah, they probably have to play at another field. All right. So anyway, so they'll go to Rantoul for the second doubleheader of that series. Game one will be at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or 1 p.m. Central Time, and then 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and then. Game three or game two, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, usually they're in Champaign, but Ram Tool is basically kind of like a small town that's kind of like near 
Champagne. All right. So that's it for Heartland. And then Tyler Jr. Colleton will wrap up the college baseball segment. Um, 18 and 16 right now, 10 and 8 in conference play, and they've now lost one game right now. All right. Let's get into it. We'll start wrapping it up. All right. Okay. Then Saturday, they played against uh, Northeastern uh, Texas Community College. Uh, doubleheader lost the first game eight to three, but won the second game in six innings, eleven to one. So pretty good, awesome. <clears throat> and then they played against uh, McLean Community College midweek on Monday, lost that one eleven to three. Then they played against another conference opponent, Panola or Panola College for a doubleheader on Wednesday. Um, took the first game five to two, and then. Lost the second game in seven innings, 12 to one. Then they play against another conference opponent this weekend at home against Angelina College tomorrow, noon Central Time, one Eastern Time. And then second game, 2.30 Central Time, and then 3.30 Eastern Time. First game will be seven innings, and then second game, nine innings. Then Monday, they play against Wharton or Wharton County Junior College. 2 p.m. East Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time at Lamar University. So it'll be a nine inning game, what I'm seeing here. All right. All right. So let's go over or go over Juco baseball rankings N or NJC. NCAA baseball. All right. Yeah. Hold on. We'll do this. Division two. Here we are. Go. All right. All right. All right. So week four. So for division two or division one. So Florida Southwestern. Yeah, it's looking like they are not getting any recognition whatsoever. But um, let's see. So let's see. But ranked number one right now, still thirty and one, is Central Florida. Right. And then Heartland. I believe this is week two of the rankings because they start a little bit later than Division one. All right. So after this week, Heartland or so um. So the latest one, they are ranked number three right now, but then LSU Eunice, the defending chance from last year, is ranked uh, number one. Tw- still undefeated, 24-0. Oh. Mm. All right, so that's it for our college baseball segment. All right. So let's go over a trivia pursuit answer from last week. Let's go. All right. All right, here we are. All right, from uh, so who has the slu- who has the franchise record for slugging percentage in Red Sox history? All right, this is the Instagram uh, picture we uh, screenshotted because yeah, because it's only off for twenty four hours and basically was gone after like uh, Saturday around this time. All right, or Saturday Sunday morning. All right, sixty two percent of you said um, Ted Williams. 
25% of you said Manny Ramirez, and 6% of you said um, no more Garcia Parra and JD Martinez. All right. Let's go to Twitter, which I am ashamed at every one of you, my Twitter followers. Looks like none of you voted at all, or at least one person did. I won't mention this person's name who voted. I know who it is, but I won't say who it was, but I'm ashamed of some of you. Only, yes, one person voted, and this one person was Ted Williams, and that's the same person who also voted on the Facebook post, too, for Ted Williams. All right, so the answer for that question is, it is Ted Williams. Yes, Ted Williams has the career slugging percentage in Red Sox history, or career-wise. Let's see, what is the stat? All right, career totals. He had a 644 uh, slugging percentage. All right. Then OPS. This is like who. So this is for uh, this week. Who holds the record for a uh, career record for OPS in Red Sox franchise history? Is it A, Ted Williams? B, Manny Ramirez? C, Mo Vaughn? Or D, Fred Lynn? All right. So we'll have that pull up on a. Uh, our social media sites uh after uh or so our social media sites um after the show all right so we'll go to break and then we'll wrap it up with our uh red Sox uh all-time uh franchise or franchise roster part five second baseman and then wrap it up with final thoughts and what we plan on doing for the opening day show or opening day eve show on wednesday so don't go anywhere all right, we are back to start wrapping up the show, right, with our all-time roster. So we're just going to go down this list, all right. So, all right, for second baseman, part five. So we just got base with the third, ba- third base, shortstop, then left field, center field, and right field, and then our DH position, and then we'll do our our um, bench, which basically um, we'll just basically do like five for each position, stuff like that. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of comments on some of them. Like for first base, like some guy said, so you didn't put Di- or uh, Dick Stewart on your uh, first base. Yeah, so so I thought, okay, you know what? We'll just start do a bench and we'll just put five. Yeah, just to appease the masses. Yeah, all right. Give give us a break, guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is the first year we've had done this roster, so give us a break. All right. So second baseman Bobby Dore. Yeah, a childhood friend of Ted Williams. Yeah, grew up in San Diego. Well, actually played for uh, the San Diego Padres, which that is a uh, Pacific Coast League team. This is not anywhere close. They named that franchise, the franchise that's in San Diego now, after that Pacific Coast League team. I do have a signed ball by uh, Bobby Doerr. I actually, I bought it like literally a month or a week when he died or something like that in like 2018 or so. Or like... I kind of heard too that like if he was alive for like for a couple more weeks, he would have turned a hundred. Yeah, so I had him number one. Um, I had Dustin Pedroia at number at number two. Billy Goodman at number three, which his uh birthday was um this week. I did see yeah Marty Barrett part of that ninety eight or nine or eighty six team. Jose Hoffer or Jose Offerman. Didn't he like didn't like beat somebody up in a minor league game or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a character. 
Hope Ferris, part of um the old uh, the Boston Americans at the time, which were are now the Red Sox now. Mark Bellhorn of 04, yeah. Mike Andrews, yeah, part of the 67 squad. Some or uh Somerset uh or summer or Somerset um Massachusetts native and Red Sox broadcaster. R.I.P. Jerry Remy. I had him at number nine, and then Jack Barry. Yeah, part of like the 1918 squad. That's what I mean. A lot of some of these options, I mean, like a lot of them are barren. I put Jerry Remy on there just for the fact that, you know what, just for Remy and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, usually my top two would have been um, Bobby Doerr and Dustin Pedroia. So yeah. So we'll have those up um, at the end of the show. All right. So final thoughts. I mean, speaking of birthdays, um, for uh, George Scott, so his birthday was this week, and a lot of people commented on Twitter and stuff like that, saying like how he was like a really stand up guy too, like how like they met him and like stuff like this. And you read some of these comments on Twitter that I saw too. I mean, they're just great, just saying how much of a like impact they had on or he had on them and stuff like that. It was pretty cool to see. Um. Yeah, apparently his um son actually liked the tweet too. Yeah, George Scott the third. Yeah, couple. Yeah, so yeah, like so basically he was a great man. When I was ten years old, this is from a uh, Mike. I won't give his last name. So he was ten years old. I was in the locker room with my brother Joe, and George called me over and gave me one of his first base or first baseman mitts. He told me. Her name or her name was a uh, Black Beauty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. So yes, and stuff like that. Like some of these, yeah. So like, just what a stand-up guy, stuff like that. Really cool. Yeah, Booma. Yeah, that was his nickname, Booma. So he would be seventy-nine years old. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, uh, hold on, I kind of did see, yeah. So, yeah, so his uh, son retweeted it, too, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. That's what we've been doing lately on uh, the social media. Is like, when we find out a former Red Sox, no matter how significant his his career was, we're going to honor him on his birthday and stuff like that. And, like, if it is, like, if he's no longer living, we will say, like, he would be so-and-so years old. All right. All right. Other final thoughts. I did see uh Forbes magazine um posted uh their um most valuable MLB franchises, and it looks like the Red Sox are n- at number three, four point five billion. Mm. Uh unfortunately the Yankees and Dodgers are ahead of us. I think the Yankees are top with like two hold on. Excuse me. All right, burp there. I probably should have pushed the mic there. All right. Seven point one billion for the Yankees. Ugh. How many for the Dodgers? It's like four point eight. Yeah. Right. Who's at the bottom? Who's the least valuable? It's the Reds and the Kansas City Royals. One point nineteen billion for the Reds, and then one point two billion for the Royals. Well, don't show that the coach short. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, coach short. Yes, he's our um, he's my or head or or one of my or my old baseball coach from a high school and stuff like that. He's still there. Yeah, 
still coaching. Now I'm on his coaching staff. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so he's but anyway, he's a big Kansas City Royals fan, and yeah, I was kind of joking, like, don't show that list to him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He kind of likes yeah, I mean, he's kind of like come to the fact, you know what? Uh, yeah, we aren't good either. I mean, as I mean, I did get the he did say I at least I was allowed to see two World Series championships and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Good. So yeah. So another final thoughts. Um March Madness, yeah, some of these games, yeah, I mean, all the number ones right now, like tonight, all got eliminated. Yeah, so you saw Alabama, they got eliminated by San Diego State, huh? Yeah, Houston, I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah, they got eliminated too by Miami. Yeah, Jim Laranega from Miami, I heard he's a pretty cool dude. I mean, really good coach, I w- would like it. For Alabama's coach, I'm actually, um, there's a personal connection connection with one of my coaches and from basketball and him. So one of our assistant coaches from Norman community basketball, him and Nate Oates were basically called teammates. Um, so like he basically like keeps in touch with them too. Like it is kind of cool to kind of see like an old college teammate. Like that's what I mean for someone like a Colin Holderman too. I mean, seriously, it's got it's kind of seeing him in some of these spring training games for the pirates and knowing he could be, in that pirate series, when uh, they come to Fenway and stuff like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing for um, um, Nate Foster and um, his buddy Nate Oates for uh, Alabama and stuff like that. Although, I mean, Alabama's kind of been hot water a little bit too lately. One of their star players might be a murderer. Yeah, really. Yeah, and Nate Oates, I kind of heard didn't really handle that situation well. I mean, with the presence of like that. So yeah. Well, that's kind of, yeah, I was kind of maybe if, if Gonzaga didn't win it, I was kind of seeing maybe Alabama would have won it. The fact they just had a really good program too, stuff like that. So right now, I mean, if not these number one teams, that I can kind of see maybe Gonzaga maybe winning. They're still in it. Yeah, after a really epic showdown with UCLA last night, that came down to the wire. With literally 12 seconds left in the game, Gonzaga like basically had the ball, and Julian Strauffer just hit a three-pointer to basically just give them the lead and stuff like that, and they just held on to the lead, heading on to the lead eight, yeah. Now I'll say this to the people to say that uh, Gonzaga is a fraudulent program. It is not a fraudulent program. If they're a fraudulent program, how come they made eight straight Sweet 16, chan- or Sweet 16 appearances and now going to a lead eight appearance too? Can anybody explain that? I mean, I could see it too, just for the fact that they haven't won a national title so far. But maybe this could be the year. I'm kind of thinking, yeah. I mean, we might have not had like a great regular season, but we still got into the postseason. I mean, in the March Madness, I'm kind of thinking we might have a shot. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow if the road continues to the Final Four as, yeah, Gonzaga takes on uh, UConn. Uh, Saturday night, 7.45 uh, Central Time. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, the old Zags will go to the Final Four. You got to get past UConn. Yeah. That's what I mean. I love this time of the year. Stuff Like spring is starting to show up. I mean, uh, for uh, the school district here in town and for some of these school districts here in town, spring breaks are already starting to show up right now. 
like the kids, like today was our last day for a uh, school before spring break. So yeah, I mean, kind of like, kind of like a start to spring break vacation. Everybody like basically got out early, especially all the teachers. They basically just got out early and start heading. Yeah. To uh, their vacations. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Love this time of the year. And also we're five days away from opening day. I think one more final thought too. I did uh, listen to Carabas podcast and I think it was Tyler Milligan kind of made the um, hinted or well not hinted saying this is going to happen, but kind of made the theory like if things kind of start going south for someone like High and Bloom, when you think someone like maybe an Alex Cora might move into the managerial or for the GM job. I mean, he was thinking of maybe becoming a GM. He's been saying too, like, he does not want to be in a real rebuilding process for long. He wants to get back into contention. And they're kind of thinking too of like things don't work out for Heim Bloom. Wouldn't uh someone like Alex Cora take the GM spot? I mean, I could see that too. I mean, he as I said, he wants to be a GM. I know he could do a G, good G, um good um front office uh job or be a good or do a good job in the front office too. Seriously, he'll get away from all some of these uh, analytical stuff and be more old school and like try to put a team together. I could see that too, but who would be the manager? That's the thing. I mean, seriously, I mean, this is probably not, this is kind of a theory too. He isn't really saying that this might happen, but I mean, it kind of is a thought, kind of like a, kind of like a Brad Stevens when Danny Ainge left for the Celtics and now they, he moved up to the front office. He used to be the head coach for the Celtics and then, Moved up to the front office. I mean, and now we have uh, a head coach, which, by the way, the Celtics have been, like, um, skidding lately. Although they've won two games in a row, and they did win tonight, Friday night, against the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there is kind of some questions, yeah, since after the All-Star break. We're number one to begin with, but now number three in the Eastern Conference. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Still think they'll still win the NBA title, but still, I mean, seriously, I mean, it is kind of a little bit making me a bit worried. Yeah, especially after the Jalen Brown comments that he uh, made in a, an article in the Ringer. Yeah, we just won't go too much in the details on that. All right. I think that's about it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Or subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify and give us a five-star review if you can because that helps us in the podcast rankings. And um, algorithm, if you could say that. All right. Follow the show on um, Twitter at red underscore charter. Follow the show on TikTok at lowercase socks, Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also lowercase socks, Illinois. Like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. Join the uh, chalkboard chat page. I mean, seriously, there's only one person that's joined, and it's me. I've been sending links out to everybody. I've put, been putting it in our uh, bios, in our social media handles and stuff like that, and no one's fighting. I, I, I don't know, guys. Come on now. Come on now. I mean, it would be fun to kind of like have like uh, chats, post game, and stuff like that, and maybe some hot takes, maybe. Ideas for the show? I don't know. It's up to you guys, but it would it would be nice if we all join chalkboard. All right, and then follow the show on Spotify. I was trying to get on um Spotify or the show also on Amazon Music, 
and the other platforms too, like Apple and stuff like that, maybe Stitcher and Google Play. But apparently the fee to that, I think it's still attached to an old email that we had for this show. So we might have to, yeah, I don't know. All right. But anyway, all right. So it's still available on Spotify. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys Wednesday. Banyana.